Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The manager, as we wrap up the season of the New York Yankees, is Aaron Boone. Aaron, welcome. How are you? I'm doing all right. How you doing, Mike? All right, Aaron. Uh, been a couple of days to kind of soak it in. Uh, what's your thought? Um, you know, still kind of working through the the sting of it all. Um you know, there's no other way to put it when you have a club that has been through as much as we went through this year and feel like you're one of the couple of teams, obviously, that not only legitimately can compete for a championship, but but are, are in a position to kind of do it. Um, when you have an abrupt ending to that, um, it's it's hard to swallow, hard to deal with, and something that, you know, I think you kind of take with you forever. But, um, you know, looking forward to getting into this off season and, and digging in and, and making another crack at it. You know, you had to be, I don't know if you've watched the uh, games and I know sometimes it's hard for you to get into the games after you go through a season like you have, but watching the game last night, I'm thinking, man, they made every play uh, Astros did against you guys. They never made a mistake. They didn't make a mistake on the base pass. They made turns, hits into outs. They made every single play. And then you're watching them as they can't make fundamental plays. And you think, man, you know, it just shows you if you catch a team at the right time. So it's, it's that small these margins in the postseason you're right i mean that's one of the things that definitely stands out is is the razor thin difference between you know winning and 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 moving on and and losing and going home and you know i think you can really boil down the astro series for us down to you know a handful of little plays you know they they had even though we held them down pretty well and they struggled a little bit offensively um, you know, similar to us, they got a few more, you know, they, they hit a few home runs with yep. a couple guys on that really broke our backs in a couple of games. Um, and in a lot of ways, that was the kind of one of the difference. We couldn't get that big hit when we had the chance or hit that homer when we had a couple of guys on base that yep. would put us over the top. And, um, you know, as a result, we went home. And and they made every play defensively. I mean, they turn they hits did. into outs. I mean, like last night, a, a, a play they don't make turns into a six-run inning. Uh, you know, they would have been out of the inning. Instead, they, I mean, they made diving catches. They made great catches. I mean, a ball just goes foul. I mean, so it is it is that tight. And to me, there was one game you won easy, one game they won easy, and the other three games came down to basically – I mean, the other four games came down to just minuscule things that decided ball yep. games. Yeah, and, and a lot of credit to them. In Game 6, those plays you talked about were a big difference in the game. You know, they turned a really good double play yep. uh, late in that game. The two catches in the outfield where we yep. had some runners on base, obviously. Yep. Um, you know, it was similar to kind of our Game 3 against Minnesota where we made all the plays that really, you know, allowed us to win that Game 3. So, um, you know, credit to them. They they played at a at a really high level, and, you know, especially when, when both offenses overall, for the most part, kind of struggled in the series. 
anything uh, anything you take back, anything you do differently? I mean, as far as uh, just line up or or going with somebody. I mean, uh, the only thing I thought that was tricky was going back to Encarnacion in Game Six after he was so awful the whole series. That's the only one that I would have a problem with. Right. I mean, you know, it's certainly something we debated internally. Um, you know, the only way I would have gone is putting G back in there, but I just really felt like the nature of the injury um, and, and, you know, <clears throat> having played in game five, travel, get in the middle of the night and a night game the next day, I just felt like it was a little bit of a, <clears throat> I was tugging back either way. And I still had a belief that, that um, Encarnacion was going to get something done. And, um, you know, unfortunately, but that was the only decision um you know, as far as lineup goes, that that I really toiled over for Game Six. Any thought of of DH and Sanchez and catching Romine just to maybe make him, uh, you know, take a little pressure off Sanchez behind the plate? <clears throat> no, no. Okay. I mean, you know, I <clears throat> I hated not getting Roe in, in the into any games in the playoffs because he had such a strong year for us. But <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I keep saying over and over, and I think a lot of people think it's just us kind of pumping our guy up and where he is, uh, where Gary is defensively is, is now impactful. I know he had a couple of pass balls that people make a big deal, but, but that issue has largely gone away. What he does behind the scenes, as far as how his receiving is now gone, how he is in delivering a game plan, how much of a part of, in my opinion, he was a big part of us being able to really limit runs at, at a strong rate in the post. He's a big part of that, and I don't think people really latch on to that with him, the strides he's made into where I think he is now defensively. Did uh, did the Stanton thing kind of throw you for a loop in the series? I mean, the whole thing, was it hard to deal with? The injury? Yeah. As far um, as whether he was really hurt enough to play or not hurt enough to play or whether you could play him or what he could no, do and what he couldn't do? No, I mean – my, kind of my hat goes off to him because he obviously had such a difficult year from an injury front, but you know he had some significant injuries coming back from a PCL tear of the knee and then hurting his quad like he did. He had a low grade grade two strain of the quad, which is you know if it's during the regular season, that's probably a three three four week injury. Well, did you think he, of sitting him down though and putting some, and bringing someone up, or you never got that far? I mean, that was the that was the internal debate we were having the gotcha. whole time, but we okay. felt like off the bench he was a better option than maybe a way we would have gone. And we felt like there was still a chance, not only that, you know, he got into game five, obviously as a DH, but also felt the longer it went on that there was a chance that if we did move on, we could have uh, had him ready there for the world series. But it w- it wasn't like we were replacing him with a starting player it would have been a bench player. And we felt like holding on to him was the right move. Were you okay with how Tanaka attacked? Uh, I mean, not Tanaka. How uh, Chapman attacked uh, El Tuve? I was. Um, I've heard some like, "Would you walk him?" And no and one's going to walk this guy, winning run not. into into right. scoring position in the bottom of the ninth of a deciding game. Then no one's going to do that. That's a right. second. Yeah. Ge- that's a classic yeah. second guess. That's what that. Well, is. and and we're in a no double situation, so a home run is the only thing that's right. Each of that, and you so got a guy who doesn't give up, and you got a guy who doesn't give up a lot of home runs too. Correct. I mean, yeah. the execution of the pitch wasn't there, and I, I don't have an issue with him. You know, he's clearly pitching careful to him there. He's clearly pitching him as though he's ahead in the count. And he just hung a, hung a slider that, 
Um, you know, unfortunately, a great player got him. But no, I don't really. You know, it, it came down to you know we didn't execute. They took advantage, and and that was the the, the game ender. Um, what was the most fun? I mean, you had Cole on the run the whole day. That game yeah. had to, that had to be very frustrating, especially when you had Torres up with, and 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 Encarnacion behind him with the bases loaded. There were a lot of times, but to me, that was the inning that I thought maybe you really. And I know Didi almost hit one out, and Lemayu almost hit one out. But uh, mm-hmm. I thought when, I thought Torres's at bat was the one where I just thought maybe that was going to be the moment. I mean, that's the difference. I mean. You know, we 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 had Cole on the ropes to a degree and just couldn't break through. You know, similar even with even with Verlander a little bit. You know, we had our chances to really break through and couldn't quite do it enough. Um, you know, even though we did beat him. Um, you know, we had some, probably some more chances with Granky there where he we let him kind of hang around and yep. and keep his team in the game when when maybe especially after that first inning where he threw a ton of pitches. You know, we we had him a little bit on the ropes and just couldn't break through. And, and, you know, ultimately that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. It, it did. I mean, yes, you know, when you look at it, they, they didn't hit much better, but as you said, they hit some big home runs. I mean, Springer didn't get a lot of hits, but he hit two big home runs. Korea didn't get a lot of hits, but he got yep. two big home runs. That was the difference. Yeah. And, and, and Gurriel hits, you yes. know, hits the ball out the first yeah. inning. Yep. Um, you know, kind of an up and in that he gets to, you know, you tip your cap because he put a great swing on it, but it's just one of those that's, you know, unfortunately for us, that was kind of the difference. You know, I thought two, a couple of things uh, that you try and take positives from. Number one, I thought Paxson's Game 5 was big for him going forward. I think he arrived that night. I think you saw what he can do. I thought yeah. winning that game, I know people will say, eh, it's the Yankees, but I thought as you build with your core going forward, I thought that Game 5 was important, and I thought what Paxson did was real important. I agree. You know, it was really, you know, one of the fun things throughout the season was to see uh, James throughout uh, throughout the season, you know, his excitement of coming to the Yankees, you know, thinking back to my conversations with him last winter, to him really finding his way early on in spring training, had the big outing against against the, the Red Sox in April, um, then obviously got hurt and went on the IL and, and kind of had to battle through some things, made some, some how he used his pitches, made that adjustment midway through the year that turned out to be really successful. So I'm, I'm really proud of where he went. And then obviously that game where everything's on the line, our backs are against the wall, he goes out there and pitches like a horse, you know. And, and so just kind of proud of where he went and his just his evolution of, of playing here and what it is to play for the Yankees when, when you have a lot of expectations and there's a lot put on you because you were brought in to pitch uh, big games for us. Um, feel like hopefully it's something that he really continues to build on in the next season. And LeMayu had an amazing year, culminated by what he did in the ninth inning. I mean, it just summed up his year. He really had it. I don't love him at first base as much as some people do. I mean, he he, he makes really good scoops, but I, I, he always seems uncomfortable on ground balls to me. I don't yeah. know why. I, he just does. But uh, uh, the bottom line is his offense was just unbelievable. It really was. And he, even as it bat, that got you tied up in, the, in game six, that, he had a remarkable season. Yeah, I think that at bat kind of sums him up, you know, uh, sums up his season and how, how strong it was. I mean, it was just kind of a wasn't going to be denied at bat, long at bat, spoiling pitches, 
taking his shot the other way and um you know the the power he showed to the other field um throughout the year but but just a a great at bat by a, a guy that had an amazing year Talking with Aaron Boone, of course, as we wrap up the season. Uh, we heard this news today about Hicks, about Tanaka, especially yeah. Hicks. Uh, Hicks, now, is it a is it fair to say he could be ready for opening day, or is that a long shot? No, he no, can't he be won't ready. be. Re- okay, will not no. be ready for opening day. Okay, it's similar. To, you know, look at it as it's similar timeline now that Didi had, although Didi oh, got okay. back pretty pretty quick. He did, yeah. You know, um, and had the surgery about this time last year. I think Aaron has it next week. He's scheduled for it. So, you know, they're saying eight to ten months. So hopefully, you know, at some point in the second half of the season, uh, he's back with us. So, okay, so that op- that opens up the question of, of uh, uh, it really changes your outfield perspective a little bit, doesn't it, as far as who's on a team and who's not to start the season, right? No question. I mean, and, and obviously a lot of things can happen between – now and in spring right. training and opening day, but you know, obviously we'll have Talkman back full and healthy. Right. And opens the door you know, for Gaudy coming back too. A lot of people wondering what his future is, but maybe that brings Gaudy back too, right? Maybe, maybe Gaudy certainly in play. Right. He's been, you know, coming off a great season. Uh, you know, obviously Stanton and Judge and Frazier, and so you know, I feel like we have a lot of a lot of depth and good options, and we'll just see kind of how it unfolds now uh, as the winter unfolds. How do you look at? I've been asked this a lot. Aaron. How do you how do you look at um, at, at your third baseman now? Uh, considering uh-huh. considering the way he played, and he had a great great game six. He really did. Yeah. He, uh, it, it, do you look at him now as being your third baseman? And if you do, what does that mean for Andohar? Right. Well, there's no look. You you, you he he just had a you know beginning to end. Big time impactful season he really on both did. sides of, on both sides of the ball. He's, he's a wonderful fielder. Defender. Wonderful fielder, yeah. And and what he did offensively has certainly put himself right there. And um, again, I would just say it's one of those things that you know we're five months away from March still, and a lot can happen. And obviously, we fully expect to get Miggy back and and healthy and ready to go for spring training. So we feel like it's now a position of depth. But but I don't think you can deny what what Geo um, has has kind of established himself as now. So you don't you don't look at that as being a fluke or a flash in the pan that that year that he had this year, right? I don't. Okay. Uh, you know, I think when you look at how consistently he was able to to make solid hard contact throughout the year, even through and he some even ups had and, a, and he even came back and had a great game six. He, he really yes, did. He, he, he really he got did. on base four times. I mean, he, he was and he hit two home runs in the series. Yep, and I think you know, obviously the glove's always been there, but I think it's a classic case of a guy coming of age a little bit, um, and, and kind of finally uh, breaking through offensively at the big league level. You know, I think Cleveland probably had this in mind at, at some point when he was coming up through their system, um, and he finally was able to break through, and I think clearly establish himself as a as a big time uh, major leaguer. How much do you think? How impactful was the absence of Vermont? I think it was. I think it was very big. I mean, we we envisioned Domingo playing a uh, a very important role for us in the postseason. Whether it was starting, whether it was you know pitch pitching and you know big chunks in the course of a game. Um, this is a guy that had a great season that was throwing the ball really well. So that you know that that definitely was a blow. 
uh, you know, as we, you know, got close to the postseason. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was that hurt. You know, uh, this is an age-old question, and we've had we've discussed this from since before you were a player. Uh, mm-hmm. There's this fine line. You know, the Yankees expect to have good teams every year, but can you build a team that is going to be successful in the postseason versus the team for the regular season? The theory's always been no. You build a team for the regular season, and you take your chances in the postseason. Is there anything you look at that you would like to make just different that you would like to take into October? I don't, I, you know, I think those are the conversations now that we have as we start to tinker with our roster, you know, uh, I, you know, and it's impossible to know what's going to unfold. Like, do we bring in any free agents? Who do we lose off of our roster? Hopefully there are moves to make that, that, you know, kind of balance us out and, and make us a little tougher. But I, I think it's always important as frustrated as we all are that we didn't reach our ultimate goal. And that's what we're working towards every single day is to try and, you know, hang another banner. Um, you know, really it's a couple of plays that didn't, that, did, you know, the Astros made that we didn't. That's the difference in them playing in the World Series right now and not. So, we, you know, we, we lock down on all the, all the flaws or the perceived flaws of our team right now, when in reality we were a couple of plays away that we didn't make from, from still playing right now. Um, so you try and take a step back and, and evaluate your team um, kind of unemotionally and, and as best you can, and, and then you kind of pour into the little margins that hopefully allow you to be in a better position to take that step because we absolutely feel like the core of our club, the, the players we have that are, that are the key ingredients, we feel like we're certainly one of those handful of teams in that championship conversation. Now we've got to be able to push through, and, and that's where you got to improve in the little areas. Do you think it's impactful or significant that so many of the big pitches are in the World Series, guys who have been rumored to the Yankees through the years, whether it's Cole or Verlander or Corbin or whoever, do you think mm-hmm. that is significant, or do you think that's just coincidence? Well, I think I think when I look at – I'm not sure I totally understand your question. but My question I, I look is at, basically, you know, do you think you need one of those guys at the front of the rotation? Do you think that is – because I don't think that's why you lost. So I, I'm right. asking, do you think that you need one of those guys? A lot of people think you do. I'm not, right. sure, you do. I'm not sure that was a, right. a, a significant enough to be a factor in this series. Right. I mean, you know, go, go back. I mean, if, if the ball kicks off Altuve and spins and goes in the outfield, maybe we win that game. Or if we – you know, get one hit with runners in scoring position in a game or stick one in the seats that they, you know, it's like a different series. So does, does a, you know, impact best starter in the game change your, of course. Yeah. I mean, it makes you better going in, but it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee victory though. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're watching this series now and Washington just went into Houston and, beat the two best starters in the American League in their in their home ballpark. And, and the Astros you know, kicked the ball all over the field after playing right. great so, defense against you. So, like, I mean, I think you hit on it earlier, you know, that margin between sometimes winning and losing when you're talking about, you know, elite teams playing against each other. It's, it's razor thin, and it's sometimes a play here or there. So does a great player impact your club going forward? Absolutely. But is it 
guarantee anything? No, of course not. Nothing guarantees. See, that's the point I've always uh, tried to make. You can, you, can, you can build a team to win 100 games, but it does not guarantee you're going to win a, a World Series. It does, you know, and there's certain teams that might not look as good on paper, just have a knack for winning those games. I mean, it's, yep. look what, what, hey, most people thought Houston, when they, or the Yankee Houston winner was going to win the World Series. There's a very good sure. chance now that's not going to be the case. Sure, and, uh, and, uh, and it speaks to a, I mean, a national team that I think came in with high expectations and just struggled in the beginning, but finished the season certainly very strong, but certainly has been playing as good as they have at any point in the year right now, and that's that's a factor too. You know, being hot and kind of clicking on all cylinders is a big deal right now. When you swept Minnesota, mm-hmm. did you think you were going to go to the World Series this year? I always felt that way. You did, okay, um, sure. Now that said, I, I go I go into every game, uh, whether it's playoffs, whether well, it's Frank, did you uh, think Houston was better than you going into the series, or you thought you were on equal footing? I, I felt like equal. I, I knew they were a load. I certainly knew they could beat us, um, and and felt like it was a very evenly matched. You know, the the old cliche it felt like a heavyweight fight, like two heavyweights going at it, and I knew it was going to be. Tough and and hard and but certainly ha- had that belief that that we would win uh, or that we would get it done. Sure. This year you overcame a lot during the regular season. Had a remarkable regular season for which you should be commended. For which you should probably win awards uh, if that matters to you. Um, that we know all that is this year different than last year in falling short? I mean, last year everyone thought the Red Sox had this juggernaut. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if we looked at Houston the same way. Does this year feel any different in not getting to the World Series than last year felt? Um, I, yeah, I would say the ending of this is, was certainly more painful. Because okay. you're a step closer. Um, you know, you're you kind of as close as, you know, you crawl back into it and you tie things up feel like you're in a better position there moving forward with who they've used in their bullpen and now we got our our closer coming in so um you know felt like we were going to give ourselves at least a shot there in a game seven scenario and have it end the way it does um it's it really is that's it's about as cruel as it gets you know it's it's one of those things that stay will i know will stay with me for the rest of my life and you know, it was also one of those things that's that's a motivator for us moving forward. Answer a question for me that I thought about sitting there Saturday night. If you exhausted Chapman, would you have pitched Severino in Game 6? Probably. I was wondering, what would you have done in Game 7 then? <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm but, thinking, yeah. I'm thinking now. You would he be? Would uh, let me ask it even a better question. Would he have been the next guy in after Chapman? Pro- probably. That's. As a matter of fact, were you thinking about that already? Because I was moments, yeah, so. moments before. You know, we sent Sevy down. I had him go down about the fourth or fifth inning, so he knew he was certainly in play right. late. Um, and once Chappie was, we were going to ride Chappie as long as we could. You know, whether that was a two inning scenario or that was efficient, you probably could have even. How many pitches third. would you have gone with Chapman? What, what would have been exhaustion? Thirty. No, I, I would have. No, if if he would have gone thirty, he probably could have gone more than that oh you think he could have okay okay so but, but if he's done if he's done and it's still tied you were going to go to, i figured you were going to go to severino but i wasn't sure because i don't know yeah. what you would have possibly done on in in the next game uh, you're you're right and at that point we would have just you know taking your shot taking your shot at it 
Um, I think that the conversation, you know, that I actually started to have kind of moments before, um, <clears throat> before Altuve hit the home run right. was, you know, with Larry and, and Bart were like, all right, if, if, if we go a couple more innings, you know, basically we're kind of down to Loisaga there or, or Severino. Right. And I think we probably would have gone Seve, but. It and you probably would have started Loisaga the next day, probably, right? Very much, well, very well could have, yeah. Gotcha. But you would have you. I figured you would have to go to – see, I'm thinking you have to go to Seve in that spot. You can't save him. Yeah. I, think, I think that was the right – so I thought that's what you would do because I'm thinking, wow, where are you going after Chapman? And I'm looking, and the only thing I was a little surprised at that night, myself watching the game, was that you didn't stay a little longer with Hap because I thought Hap had him off balance, and I thought maybe you could get a little, squeeze a little more time out of him. You guys obviously felt a little differently. No, I mean it was certainly it was certainly something we debated. Um, I felt like though the way we were set up was to get the ball to Chappie there in the ninth inning. He was throwing his first inning. Um, you know, we, we kind of had areas of the lineup that we really liked, not only Jay going through, but like Sessa going through. And I think one of the reasons, you know, we, we had some of the success we had staying in that game and holding them down for several innings is because I feel like guys were, were in parts of the lineup where they had a chance to really be successful. And that's not to say Jay couldn't have gone more and been successful because I do feel like he's throwing the ball well. Felt like he threw the ball well the month of September. Um, so knew he was in a good place, but also, you know, it's a little bit of a foreign area for him coming out of the pen again. And, and the fact that he was able to go through the seven hitters we kind of envisioned, um, and then Sessa came in and really did his job. I felt like we were lined up from a bullpen standpoint to, to, to do it. Sessa did a very good job. He did, he did, he, did. A, he did a very good job. Let me ask you this too, cause maybe you can shed some light on this for all of us. Um, uh-huh. Encarnacion looked great in the Minnesota series. Uh, he, yeah. His first couple of games, they couldn't get him out. Everything he hit was a, was a laser. Right. Did he, was he hurting in the Houston series, or they just pitched him so brilliantly that no. they tied him up in knots? Which one was it? Yeah, yeah, I think he was fine from a health standpoint. So I think, they just pitched great to him is what it was. I, they, I, I they really they tied him up him. in knots, yeah. They tied him up. They, 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 they were you know that high fastball on the inner half, up around the belt. Um, really gave him some problems. They they spun it enough on him to keep him honest, and um, I thought they pitched him really tough, and, and he went into a little bit of a funk. And you had a pretty good book on their kid who looks like Willie McCovey, uh, who now is hitting in this series now. He didn't get a lick against you guys. You guys buried him that whole series. So oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. What was your what made you know why were you so successful against him? Because he had a great year, and he's looked good the first two games in this series. But you guys made him look foolish in that series. Yeah, um, he he's a load. Um, he looks like Willie McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, and and r- really another one of those guys that's young too that has has pretty good strike zone discipline. So he's a little bit of a challenge. So you know you can't just you know throw weak stuff out of the zone. He's going to take that. So you've got to be able to attack him in the zone a little bit, be able to elevate your fastball a little bit, and then make good pitches out of the strike zone, which I feel like our guys did. I feel like they made pitches look like they were strikes and out. That's the key when you're going to get 
a really good hitter to chase, and I felt like the guys were able to do that throughout the series. You guys did really well against him and Guriel. Guriel just got you to one time, which was in yep. the game six, but you guys shut him and those two guys down the entire series. I mean, Guriel didn't touch you until game six, so and he's a tough hitter too, so you guys did a nice job on those two guys. El Tuve's just impossible. I mean, you know, you can't get the ball. You got you because he hits the high ball so well, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, he's he's a guy that sometimes you can get to chase a little bit. He'll leave the zone, but, you know, perfect example, you know, he gets himself into a favorable count there with the game on the line and, and really locks it in and is able to take advantage of a mistake. I mean, you throw it in the strike zone to him, and uh, he's he, he can be lethal. When you went, when you made the trip on that Friday night back after winning, and that was a nice, that was a big win because I'm telling you, being at the stadium all three games, which I was, and walking out mm-hmm. of the stadium on Friday night, that win at home meant a lot to the fans. It did because you know that you didn't lose there. I thought it meant a lot to everybody that you know they got to see a Yankee win again, and you know at least if you were you went down fighting. But uh, when you pack in, you're making that trip for a, that's a long way to travel for a game. Uh, do you think you had a really decent shot? Oh, absolutely. You know, obviously in that game where where we know both teams are kind of going bullpen, you know, we feel like that's something that uh, you know we were pretty effective with this year, and um, certainly felt like I, I knew our guys would come to play like they did, and um, yeah, felt like. Uh, felt like we were going to have a really good shot at force in a game seven where, where then all of a sudden, you know, anything can happen where you're in their home yard where kind of push the pressure back on them, especially with their ace going. All right, listen, I know it's a tough way to finish. Uh, it's a, it was a great season, and I know when it finished. Does it take away all you – does it feel like you didn't accomplish anything now, or does it feel like you had a great season and you just didn't finish right? How does it feel to you? Well, like that. I mean, like I said, the Stings – I don't think we'll ever go away, you know, ever. Um, but, but I also feel like, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of progress and a lot of, a lot of things to be proud of for, for some really good individual performances from guys. And it shows you how hard it is to win one, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I th- you already knew that, but I mean, the point <laughs> is when we saw the team winning three and out of four, you know, three and four years and four and five years, you take it for granted. It's not easy to do. No, it's 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 definitely not. But we look forward to the challenge of hopefully uh, pulling it off next year. Well, listen, you're the first manager in baseball history to ever open his career with 200 win seasons. So that's uh, something that uh, is nice to have. So congratulations for that. All right, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it all season. Thank you very much. I'm Good sure luck we'll to catch you. Catch up in the winter. Yeah, okay. get some get some rest. See you. Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.